This is Matt Neely, and you're listening to the Titans Film Room Podcast. Welcome into the Film Room Podcast. This is Justin Graver, Titans Film Radio. Unfortunately, I am flying solo tonight. Just me on the pod. Gonna do a Ravens preview for you guys. Some reasons that I think the Titans should be concerned about this game. And then some reasons I think I'm actually pretty confident in the Titans. And I am pretty confident. Even though this is the best team in the NFL, for some reason, I'm confident. I believe in the Titans. Let's go on a magical run. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I, I think um, if Tannehill try to pass on us, I, I don't think that'll go, go in their favor. So I, we know they're going to try to run the ball. All right. Yes, it's good to be back. Sorry, guys. Our scheduling has been tough this week. The Titans beat the Patriots. What a win. Big win. Great defensive effort. Did enough to, to get it done on offense. If you missed the recap podcast, Jimmy handled that on Saturday. So go back and find that if you missed it. I'm going to talk about the upcoming matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, the rivals of, of years gone by. Look, we still owe the Ravens for the 2000 playoffs, for the 2008 playoffs, January 2001, January 2009. But the, the 2008 season, the 2000 season, Titans had one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best, arguably the best. One, number one overall seed, Ravens come into the, to Nashville both times and knock the Titans off in the, in the divisional round. So send them home early. Now the Titans have a chance to do the same thing to the Ravens. The Ravens are the one seed. 14-2 record, presumed best team in the NFL. Titans have a chance as the sixth seed to go in and end their season early, and we owe, we owe them one. So let's get into the injury updates. Adam Humphreys and Jayon Brown have been ruled out, unfortunately. It's really going to hurt not having Jayon Brown there to cover the tight ends and the middle of the field and just match the speed that the Ravens have on offense with his speed. But luckily the Titans do have Quality depth at the linebacker position. Wesley Woodyard, while he may be older, he is also more experienced. He's played and won a Super Bowl with with the Broncos. He has lots of playoff experience. He's a guy you can count on to prepare and know what he's supposed to do when he's on the field. The question is, can he stay in front of Lamar Jackson and company? And also, rookie David Long, linebacker, played a lot against the Patriots in relief of Jayon Brown. He is fast enough to keep up with the with the Ravens offense, but the question is, will he will he be able to read things correctly and stay disciplined and assignment sound, which is one of the keys to beating the Ravens. On the other side of the field, Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram are both questionable for Baltimore. Mark Andrews, of course, their leading receiver, a tight end um, out of Oklahoma, and Mark Ingram, their leading rusher besides Lamar Jackson, their leading running back rusher. Um, but both of them are expected to play in this game. Mark Andrews is a guy who was listed as questionable a lot of weeks this season and was a limited practice participant many times this year and came out and played a lot of Sundays and, and as I said, led the team in receiving yards. Mark Ingram, the reports are from Ian Rappaport that Ingram will test out his calf injury, which, he's, which he suffered a, a few weeks ago in their Week 16 win. He will test out his, his legs and his calf before the game starts on Saturday, and they'll make a decision then, but right now he is expected to try and play. That's the injury news. Let's talk about this game. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are really good. That is not a surprise to anyone. Lamar Jackson is going to win MVP for what he did this year. 
really talented runner, really talented passer as well. That's what makes him so dangerous. And the Baltimore Ravens run their offense through him as the guy, the playmaker on all plays, whether it's carrying the ball or throwing the ball, counting on him to make the right read, make the right decision. And it's remarkable how well the uh, it's remarkable how well their their offense has performed this season. I mean, the number one offense according to DVOA ranks, most yards in the league, most rushing yards in the league, most points per game. It is a tough offense to stop. I am strangely confident in the Titans' ability, though, and I'll get into why after the break. But first, I want to talk about the reasons that I am concerned about how this game can go. And the number one concern is, of course, stopping Lamar Jackson. He is technically not really stoppable. He hasn't been stopped. He's been slowed. He's been contained a couple times this year by some better defenses than, unfortunately, what the Titans have like the 49ers, for example, but the Titans are going to have their hands full stopping Lamar Jackson. It's important for the defense to just get after the quarterback in this game, and that includes on all plays, running plays, passing plays. Lamar Jackson's going to stand in the backfield and do a mesh point read pretty often in this game, or he's going to have a designed run that looks like a, a mesh read, but it's really just a play action run for him or run for him with a pass option in front of him. And I think the key to stopping that is to just always pick Lamar. And if they're going to let Mark Ingram start taking the ball and taking the ball more and more, then the Titans can adjust as the game goes on. But if you go after Lamar every single time, eventually they're not going to run the designed runs for him. They're not going to run the mesh point reads options for him because he's getting hit too much or he doesn't have time to make the read. I read an interesting article by Ted Wynn of The Athletic who wrote about different ways to defend the style of offense that the Ravens run, the mesh read, RPO-based, quarterback run-heavy style of offense that the Ravens use, that offensive coordinator Greg Roman has employed this year. And in that article, he referenced a clip clip of Kirby Smart talking at, I think, a coaching clinic or something about how they have chosen to defend this type of offense. And the, the reason that they defend it by sending their defensive end, the guy that's left unblocked, the guy that the quarterback is supposed to read, instead of having him stand up at when the play starts and and give the quarterback someone to read, their plan is to just send that guy at the quarterback immediately off the ball. Because the quarterback is either, the quarterback has two reads. If the defensive end crashes on the running back, the quarterback is supposed to keep the ball. If the defensive end stays outside to contain the quarterback run, the quarterback is supposed to hand the ball to the running back. There's no read decision for what do you do when the defensive end doesn't go after the running back, doesn't stay in outside contain, but blitzes at the quarterback, regardless of of if it's a run or a pass. There's no read for that. It can cause confusion. It can cause mesh point errors where the ball slips out. You don't get a clean handoff. And usually it results in the quarterback giving the ball to the running back in fear, but the defensive end is crashing right there, or not in fear necessarily, but just as an instinct, they get rid of the ball because the guy's coming at them. And then the defensive end's right there to take the running back down from behind. That's how you have to defend this play. It'll force the Ravens, once they see how Tennessee's defending it, it'll force them to call things that don't put their quarterback in a vulnerable position that don't leave an end unblocked like that. And when that happens, the Titans will be then dictating the game to the Ravens. Next area of concern for me is the Baltimore pass defense. If they're actually able to stop the run, 
I've seen some talk on Twitter and some theories on people analyzing this game that think that the Patriots set a model for how to defend Tennessee when Bill Belichick last week chose to allow the Titans running lanes, didn't load the box, kept two safeties deep most of the game because he decided to take away the Titans' explosive play-action passing game and clog up those throwing lanes and keep the keep their linebackers and safeties back off the line of scrimmage, as opposed to the way most teams have defended the Tennessee this year, which is to load the box and try to stop the run first, recognizing that the Titans' offense is built around the run game. So Bill Belichick said, we'll give you the run game. He probably didn't expect Henry to go off for 182 rushing yards, but he said, we'll give you the run game. We'll give you the slow, methodical drives. We'll force you to go all the way down the field without making mistakes and score points, probably expecting his own team to put up more than the, the 13 that they scored. But I don't think the Ravens are going to attack the Titans the same way. A lot of people seem to think that this is the new model for how to stop Tennessee, but the, the Ravens aren't going to suddenly change what they do one week before the their matchup with the Titans, especially after already having one whole week to study both teams and kind of figure out if this team wins, if this team wins, what are we going to do? So, you know, they're already a week into that of their two weeks to prepare. They're not going to suddenly change based on what they saw the Patriots do on Saturday of last week. And the other reason is, if you listen to anything that is coming out of Baltimore by their players, coaching staffs, press conferences, interviews on NFL Network, whatever it is, it really seems like they are the type of defense that feels that Tennessee's offense is based on the run game. And if they can shut down the run game, they can shut down the offense. I welcome that strategy from Baltimore. I hope they try to do that. That is how every team has defended Tennessee this year. And Tennessee has the third highest DVOA offense, according to weighted DVOA. Since Tannehill took over, the Titans are famously the most explosive offense in the league. Credit to Mike Herndon for that one. And I I think that that is the way that Tennessee can succeed if a, if a defense plays that, that way. Now, here's the concern. If they are actually able to stop the run, if they really commit all their resources to it, they have three very good cornerbacks who can man up and play coverage, play zone coverage against play action, and man up on third and long. Baltimore loves to blitz. Their pass defense is excellent. If you look at the DVOA ranks, they are the number two weighted defense, according to DVOA, number four pass defense. This team can defend the pass. Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, and Marlon Humphrey are three very good cornerbacks. What Baltimore likes to do is put those guys on an island and blitz people. They are the number one blitz percentage team in the NFL. They blitz on every down. They're coming after the quarterback. They're going to put pressure on the quarterback. They'll blitz the slot cornerback. They'll blitz both cornerbacks. They blitz all the time. Tennessee has not had very much success in terms of their communication along the offensive line, picking up blitzes that are creative. And Baltimore is creative. They're the type of defense inherited from what Dean Pease did when he was in Baltimore. Exactly what Tennessee does, where they put six, seven, eight guys at the line of scrimmage and they all show blitz. And the offensive line isn't able to tell if it's coming from the left or the right or the middle, or they load the right side and blitz from, and then drop those guys and blitz someone from the left. They like to disguise their coverages. They like to run twists and stunts. The Titans have not been good at picking up twists and stunts, and they've not been great at reading their assignments. Taylor Lewan was famously saying he didn't even know his assignment on Twitter after a loss, um, after the loss against the Saints, I think, or maybe it was after the win the week before. I'm not sure, but the point is Taylor Lewan's talking about how he still isn't sure what his blocking assignment is in the passing game, thinking he's going to have help or what. 
So the Titans need to get that together before this game starts because if they don't, they're going to suffer to a really good blitzing team by Baltimore. And that's going to be the difference in the game. Ryan Tannehill can't hold the ball too long. Ravens are going to get there. They're going to sack him. Matthew Judon is a great pass rusher who the Ravens move around all over the formation. Got to watch out for the for the Ravens blitzes in there and can't hold on to the ball, can't take sacks and stall drives that way. Got to stay in the in the easy down and distance, manageable third downs. Have a successful running game with Derrick Henry and they'll be fine. Be able to hit those play action shots. I think it, if they are able to, to run the ball, then the offense is going to move. And I'll talk more about that right after this quick break. All right, everyone. Welcome back in. I'm going to tell you why I think the Titans have a chance in this game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they can if they're able to take care of some things. One area I think they have a huge edge is their mentality. Titans are in playoff mode. They have been in playoff mode for a while. The Ravens are on a 12-game win streak, which of course is impressive and obviously indicative of a great team that is not going to be easy to beat. A team that must have a good mentality and must be able to focus or they wouldn't be able to win 12 games in a row. But that said, the Titans have known that their fate depended on winning for multiple weeks in a row, and they have had to have this playoff mentality, this playoff mindset. Last week against the Patriots, as soon as that game ended, they knew that they were on to Baltimore and started focusing on that. You heard Derrick Henry's locker room speech. This wasn't good enough. If we want to keep doing what we got to do, we got to stay focused in all three phases. It's all true. And I think that they have been focused in all three phases. I think that's how they were able to execute against the Patriots, running the ball and stopping the the Patriots offense. And also they have this playoff experience. The Titans just won a playoff game coming off of that. The Ravens are coming off of three weeks of rest, which could be beneficial. Players are going to be healthy, but also it may take some of the some of the grind, some of the groove, the mental grind of coming week in, week out to prepare, kind of fall out of that grind, out of that routine when you know you're not playing, especially when you have a bye. Most of the starters knew they weren't going to play week 17, despite what anyone said. You come into the bye week, obviously knowing you're not going to play, so I think that this is a thing that has caught some number one overall number one and two seeds in the past, but not in the recent past. Because if we look at the past, like I think six years or so, um, it's been all ones or twos in the Super Bowl, something like that. But it's a, an area where the Titans might have an edge coming out, being able to punch a team in the mouth that is really dangerous if they strike first. This is a team where the Titans can't fall behind in this game and allow Baltimore to get after them with all the blitzes that I talked about before the break. Because if they do that, they're going to be in real trouble and have a hard time keeping up. Even though I know they're going to stay dedicated to the run game, if the mentality and the focus and the, that edge allows them to get off to a good start, that can be the difference in being able to dictate the pace of the game or not being able to. It's the playoffs now. This is a one-week season. Another reason I'm confident in the Titans is Dean Pease and Mike Frabel. I think they're going to draw up a defense that will be able to stymie the Ravens' rushing attack and put pressure on Lamar Jackson in ways that he hasn't really felt too much of this season. I think that's the way to beat them, is to force them out of the read plays and the meshes in the backfield by doing what I talked about in the last segment, crashing that end. The reason I'm confident in the Titans' ability to do this is Dean Pease did the same thing when he coordinated against Greg Roman in the 2012 Super Bowl, going against the Niners. 
he did this type of defense. And while the second half wasn't great, the first half, they were able to stop the offense. And whatever happened in the second half, where the Niners went and made a bunch of adjustments and came out and put up a lot of points in the second half, well, now Dean Pease has that experience to learn from to make it his own adjustments back on. And it's not the same offense, but there's a lot of similar principles in terms of reading the way the, the reads work in the run game for the offense. And another reason that I'm confident is Derrick Henry. How can you not be confident in Derrick Henry? This guy has been a monster for the Titans for the whole season. I saw a stat that he has over 1,000 rushing yards just in second halves of this season. That's going to be key. The Titans sticking to the run game, which they've shown an ability to do. Now, I've talked about Baltimore's defense. I've talked about how they're the number two ranked defense according to weighted DVOA. But the one area they're a little weak is run defense. And while they may be the fourth team in the NFL in rush yards allowed overall, they're the 19th ranked run defense according to DVOA. Teams just don't have the chance to run on them very often. They just keep abandoning the run because they get behind early on the early in the game and they don't even... By the end of the game in the fourth quarter, every play's a pass because they're down 20, 30 points. Teams that have stuck to the run have had success. Raheem Mostert had 19 carries for 146 yards in a close loss by the Niners. They lost 20 to 17, but they were able to run the ball. Nick Chubb took 20 carries for 165 yards against this team, including an 88-yard touchdown, and that was the Ravens' last loss. They've won 12 games in a row since then. But the, the recipe here is to feed Derrick Henry. Keep the offense off the field. Keep Lamar Jackson on the sideline. Feed the ball with Derrick Henry. Drain the clock. Shorten the game. Shorten the number of possessions that the Ravens will have. And get in the end zone. The last key, I think, to this game is converting in the red zone. The Ravens have the number three red zone defense. The Titans, of course, have the number one red zone offense. That's an interesting strength-on-strength matchup. But where... I get concerned is the Ravens have the number two scoring red zone offense, while the Titans are have been not very good defending the red, in the red zone this season, checking in at 30th in red zone defense. So if the Ravens get in the red zone, the Titans are going to have to step up and play better than they have this season. The good news about this is that red zone performance is generally fluky, season to season especially, but even week to week. It's all about being able to get those stops and not allowing players on the other team to make incredible plays and make incredible catches over you, make incredible moves to get by you. So getting to Lamar Jackson and not allowing them to score when they get in the red zone. And on the other side, they have to score when they have their chances because you can't go into Baltimore and beat the best offense in the NFL by kicking field goals, especially when you don't know if your field goal kicker can make a field goal since he's kicked zero, exactly zero since signing with the team. So that's what I got for this game. I'm confident. I mean, all those reasons I just listed, they may not be ironclad, but I do think Derrick Henry and the defense can win this game. And when Ryan Tannehill has had to step up in the clutch this year, he's been able to. And if he has to get it done with his legs as well, we know he can. And I think that the Titans are going to win a close game or a game reminiscent of the 2000 and 2008 games. My, my guess is 21-17 Titans win. That's what I'm going with because I don't want this to be the last game of the season. I'm having a lot of fun with this team and I want to see them play again. Anyway, I'll be back hopefully with James next week to recap this game and hopefully, hopefully we'll be back to preview a game against either the Texans or the Chiefs. That would be excellent. That would be amazing. 
get hyped for this game. I'm dropping a hype video Saturday morning. I think it's, honestly, I'm sorry, but I think it's my best one that I've done yet. So look out for that and uh, tighten up, baby. We got to do this. Tighten up.